It's time for Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And here are your hosts, Inside Towers Managing Editor, Jim Fryer, and Inside Towers Washington Bureau Chief, Leslie Stimson. I'm Leslie Stimson, Inside Towers Washington Bureau Chief, and I'm talking with Todd Schleckaway. He's the Executive Director of the National Association of Tower Erectors. We'll be talking about the recent Senate 5G workforce hearing and the upcoming Nate show. So, Todd, thank you for being here. Pleasure to be here today, Leslie. Thank you. Nate Chair Jimmy Miller, who's also president and CEO of Miller Company, told the Senate Commerce Committee that the, the 5G build is putting increasing pressure on small companies like his. He said attracting and retaining climbers is a challenge He said, we have to get the word out that this is a real career. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? You bet, Leslie. And, you know, what Jimmy Miller testified to in front of uh, the Senate Commerce Committee last week, workforce development, is really a top priority for NAIDS and and our 900-member companies. It's something I hear weekly from our member companies, a majority of whom, as you know, Leslie, are the the contractor companies who have boots on the ground and are deploying the next generation technology and infrastructure <clears throat> to make 5G a reality in this country. So we thought the, the hearing went well in the fact that it provided yet another platform for us to talk about some of the challenges associated with attracting, hiring, training a workforce capable of, of uh, deploying 5G, and there's areas of the country that it was well documented at the hearing last week that, you know, have yet to have 4G. So, you know, our members also are deploying broadband to rural and underserved parts of the country. Um, Some of the tall tower contractors are still doing the repack transition. So it's all hands on deck. And so we thought last week's hearing was was great from the perspective of providing an influential platform to talk about our issues. You know, one of the things that was discussed at the hearing was Nate supports um, H.R. 1848, the Communications Job Training Act. What will this bill do? Yeah, that bill, Leslie, is our top legislative priority. Uh, What it would do is it would allocate $20 million a year for three consecutive fiscal years to develop a competitive grant program under the FCC's umbrella um, to allow community colleges, technical institutes, and veterans organizations to to develop programs specifically tailored towards our industry and the, the technician workforce industry. One of the things that we advocated for at the hearing last week was this is a bipartisan bill that's been introduced in the House by Congressman Loebsack and Congressman Mullen And we want a Senate companion version introduced in the Senate. So we made that a a very important part of of our oral verbal testimony and also the submitted written testimony. So we are optimistic, Leslie, that um, the fact that the Senate Commerce Committee under Chairman Wicker's leadership has held three hearings on workforce-related industry issues over the last two months, we are optimistic that 
there could be some mo growing momentum associated with uh, moving forward some sort of communications infrastructure workforce package in the near future. I know that you know there's challenges associated with election year legislation, but there seems to be a growing sense of optimism that something could move, and that is certainly Nate's hope that, that we can move the ball forward on this. That was something I was interested in asking, you know, if Wicker gave you any indication after the hearing what the next step might be. Yeah, the, we've had uh, great conversations with many of the staff members of the senators who serve on the Commerce Committee and then the Commerce Committee staff, both the majority staff at the committee level and the minority ranking member staff at the committee level. So there is a desire on both sides of the aisle to move forward legislation to help the U.S. win this hyper-competitive race to 5G that we read about every day, Leslie. You know, this race is real when you talk about what China's doing, what South Korea's doing, what Japan's doing. And uh, we can talk all we want about the technologies that are out there, but the workforce component is a huge part of that equation. And, uh, and lawmakers on both sides of the aisle understand it, and they support it in a bipartisan fashion. It's just a matter of how does it move through the, the process, the legislative process. And so, you know, I think the best opportunity for the industry is to have some sort of comprehensive package of bills that move together collectively rather than standalone legislation. So we certainly have our fingers crossed at Nate, and it's going to be a big part of our advocacy efforts moving forward uh, throughout the winter and spring and culminating, we're going to have another Nate member DC fly in Leslie May 12th and 13th. And you better believe that we'll be aggressively advocating for these priorities during that member flying as well. You were mentioning a package in 20 million. There are certification programs like the from the National Wireless Safety Alliance and then also TIRAP. Is this bill more comprehensive than those, or does it allocate more money to the workforce issue? How is it different? Well, yeah, good question, Leslie. The Communications Jobs Training Act, if you want to talk about that specific bill, that is that is funding that would allow these educational institutions and a veterans organizations to develop curriculum, maybe establish training towers for um, this industry. and. The community colleges that are successful, and there are several of them that we hold up as models in this country, one of them being Aiken Tech in South Carolina. The other one that's just starting is Southeast Technical Institute in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, has a wireless infrastructure technician program. Both of them um, have built NWSA certification into their model. So if a student goes through those programs, they will leave not only with a certificate from that college, but they also leave with their NWSA worker credentials. So that's positive. Now, regarding the apprenticeship side of the house, uh, Jimmy Miller serves on the TIRAP advisory board. So Nate has a seat on that advisory board. Um, there's some legislation in Congress called the Apprenticeship Hubs Across America Act that we're supporting that we hope will shake loose a little more uh, federal dollars from DOL for that program and also kind of loosen up some of the strings attached that have become hurdles. Um, I'm confident in the industry side of the house when it comes to what we're doing with the apprenticeships and specifically TIRAP. We just need 
to streamline some of the processes involved with the uh, U.S. Department of Labor. And so that was, I'm glad that that, the apprenticeships got some um, visibility at last week's hearing because, you know, it, they're tailor-made for our industry too. And so it's a big part of the equation here. So when you say smooth out the process, you mean maybe make it easier for employers to enroll someone in one of these programs? Yeah, there's, you know, you got to keep in mind, Leslie, that a majority of the companies who employ the traditional tower technicians in, a, in our country are small businesses. And the, the more streamlined you can make that process for them to adapt an apprenticeship training pathway and comply with all the uh, processes involved when it comes to registering, the more likely that is to take off and get more widespread adoption and, and move the needle. I think as of today, there's approximately 29 companies are enrolled in TIRAP and over 2,000 apprentices are going through the program. So it, it's off to a, a, a decent start. We just need to shake that loose a little bit more to move the needle on it. And I wanted to follow up. Um, you had said you're planning a fly-in May 12th and 13th. It, what does that entail? Yeah, so this will be Nate's second annual Nate Member Congressional Fly-in, Leslie. Uh, we had our inaugural fly-in event last year, so we're going to do it again this year. Basically, what we do is all Nate Member companies are invited to participate, and we uh, bring in everyone for a day and a half of receptions and then a day on the hill where we set up their meetings with their respective congressional delegations and staff members. And we brief them on the priority legislation and how to advocate on behalf of Nate and the industry when they're in those meetings. So it basically is a, a great way to expand our grassroots reach and you know, everybody knows we all politics are local. And so the, the member company from Mississippi is going to have, you know, the, the Mississippi delegations here greater than the company not from that state. So that is the whole premise behind it. And it was really successful, our fly-in year one. And so we're excited to grow it this second year. And we're hoping that we'll really have a lot to advocate for from a workforce uh, development um, legislation perspective. And how would member companies tell you they'd like to go? We've already started promoting it. All of our members have received correspondence on how to RSVP, the details of the, the agenda, where the host hotel is. So, And we'll continue to do that throughout the winter and spring leading up to it. But we are very optimistic about this fly-in. It's going to be a staple annually for what Nate does. And it's a big part of our expanded reach and influence in the DC Beltway, this fly-in. Is there anything else about the workforce issue you wanted to highlight? Yeah, Nate was just grateful. The fact that, again, our Commerce Committee alone has had three hearings over the course of the last two months on communications industry workforce needs and legislation. So we're really optimistic about something moving forward. Uh, the only other thing I'd touch on is Nate um, 
recently commissioned a consultant to develop kind of a strategic plan to help guide our our association's workforce development outreach and efforts and and we're uh, moving forward that with implementing some of that processes the 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 action plan from this this written report later this year um, so we're excited to start um, you know making more inroads as an association and an industry on some of the workforce needs that we can play a role in helping solve. Well, that sounds really good and comprehensive. Switching gears a little bit, you have a show coming up in Raleigh, your annual annual convention, the 17th through the 20th, is that right? Yeah, that is correct, Leslie. Nate Unite 2020, which, by the way, will be our association's 25th anniversary conference and trade show so it's a milestone event for us as an association uh, we'll be in raleigh north carolina february 17th through the 20th uh, this will mark the first time we've ever taken our conference to the state of north carolina and we're very excited about that uh, raleigh some of your listeners are are very well aware of this but raleigh is a, very much a um, many hub for our industry. There's there's tower co's there um, that are headquartered there in the Raleigh Cary region. Uh, there's some prominent engineering firms in our industry that are there. NC State has a very uh, well established and well regarded engineering program that, that that provides intellectual capital and to this industry. So we're just very excited about hosting our show in the state of North Carolina and the Raleigh-Durham Research Triangle, uh, we think it's really going to be a hit. Are there any other differences you'd like to highlight for that are going to happen at this show compared to other shows? Yeah, uh, I think what I'd say there, Leslie, is some of the themes you'll you'll notice at our show this year is number one, the evolving nature of the industry. Um, one of our panels is going to focus on what. Cary, North Carolina, which is a suburb of Raleigh, is doing when it comes to smart cities. Um, so whether it's smart cities or drones or other technical sessions that we're going to host, that will be a theme, the evolving nature of our industry. And then, you know, a, a, a nice reference to our, the earlier part of our podcast here, workforce development will, will be another prominent theme. Um, when it comes to the region specifically, what we always try to do, Leslie, with our keynotes is have some sort of connection. So one of our keynote speakers will be Kyle Petty. Uh, he's from the first family of, of NASCAR and everyone knows that the state of North Carolina is NASCAR country. And so we're excited. We think his message as a keynote speaker will resonate to our attendees. And, and so we try to do things to to bring out kind of the local culture, the local vibe of where we're hosting our conference. And so Mr. Petty, I think, will be a very popular keynote speaker. Um, and then when it comes to our special events that we're offering, um, our show's long been known for the receptions and, and the trade show floor, but two events that have really become special to us that we hold in conjunction with our show are the, the Women of Nate have a 5K run and walk. That has grown in popularity every year. That will take place the Tuesday morning of our conference. And then on Thursday, 
of our show, we have the Tower Family Foundation Golf Invitational, and the proceeds raised from that go to directly to the nonprofit Tower Family Foundation that provides financial assistance to the families and workers in the aftermath of accidents that occur in the industry. So those are two kind of special events that continue to grow in, in uh, attendance and popularity as we host our show annually. And if someone is interested in going, how can they sign up? Yeah, there's plenty of time to register for Nate Unite 2020. You can go to the Nate website and you can register exclusively online. Um, we feel our conference is one of the best values in the industry when it comes to what we charge for attendees to, to attend our events, what they get out of it, not only from a professional development and education perspective, but we have you know, three receptions, one every day. We have two big keynote luncheons. We, we really take care of our attendees, you know, when it comes to the, what we serve for food and the, the networking opportunities. So it's a great value. And if you've never been to our show, I would encourage those in the industry to, to check it out because we've really evolved along with the industry as an association. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised at, um, the diversity of Nate's membership when it comes to the, the type of work they're doing, Leslie, and where they're working. And all of that will manifest itself in our agenda and, and what's on, on tap for uh, Nate Unite 2020. Well, it all sounds really good. I'm looking forward to going. I can tell you that. Is there anything else we should talk about regarding this show that we haven't? Well, we're really looking forward, Leslie, to having um, Commissioner Carr join us again. He um, has really been, a, a, as you know, uh, along with Chairman Pai, they've used their platforms as FCC commissioners to, you know, highlight the technicians' workforce and how crucial they are to America's um, next generation build-out. And both of them have been on tower sites with Nate member companies, they've climbed, they enjoy visiting with the workers. And so Commissioner Carr is going to be joining us again at the show. And we encourage those who attend to introduce themselves to Commissioner Carr. Uh, we're excited to host him. He's, he's really been a great uh, advocate for our industry. And, and so we're excited that he is taking time out of his busy schedule to join us again. Thank you, Todd. It all sounds great. And thank you for appearing on our podcast. Thank you, Leslie. We appreciate our partnership with Inside Towers and look forward to having you and some of your colleagues at our Nate Unite 2020 conference. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.